What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly show where we talk about video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. What's up? If this is your first time listening, thanks for joining us. And I don't remember it anymore. I tried to do the new intro... Straight through. Here we go. If this is your first time listening, thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the show across podcast services such as iTunes or SoundCloud as well as our YouTube channel where you can watch the video version of each episode. Have thoughts, questions, or suggestions? Email us at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com or find us online at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Finally, we are a completely listener-supported show, so if you're really enjoying and loving what we're creating, please check out our Patreon page where you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and access to our Team Chat podcast discord server but if you don't want to do that that's totally fine we completely understand not everybody has money to throw at everything that in the world that interests them and entertains them so we'll continue to keep making the episodes for you each and every week full of great gaming content but the thing that you you want to check out more yeah it's patreon.com slash team chat podcast and of course even if you don't have a couple of dollars to toss our way one of the other ways you can help us out totally for free is review us on itunes that's one of the best ways that we or can get snap our, that subscribe button yeah or snap that subscribe button either or it always helps us keep our uh show in people's minds and keeps us on all of those new and improved lists so reviews um, itunes subscribe on youtube we got a new Do star it. rating i did see oh nice oh and speaking of also with the youtube we did just hit the milestone of 50 I know oh, 50 okay. subscribers. Okay. Now, I know that to some people not out there, shabby. not too shabby for us. <laughs> Highest we've hit there. Uh, we are trying, though, as a goal, kind of an internal goal to try to hit 100 as soon as we can because 100 subscribers lets you have a little bit more leeway and, and uh, customization to your YouTube, such as gives you a custom URL and some other things like that, which makes sharing and promoting much easier. So I know we, we aren't normally ones to ask but if you're not subscribed to our YouTube, it'd be really cool if you In did. fact, we're not even asking. It's a demand. <laughs> She's demanding. I'm asking you nicely. Good cop, bad cop. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. I think I am the bad cop most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into the normal topic and all that, we do have our news. What's coming out or bigger news stories from the gaming community? Tons of stuff happened while we were not recording. Cliff Blazinski's Boss Key Productions, which... This uh, one made me sad. Yeah, this one made me not even sad at all. So, Boss Key Productions uh, from <laughs> Cliff Blazinski. Uh, cold he, heart. Yeah, cold hearted. He did Lawbreakers and Radical Heights and was previously one of the ones behind the Gears of War series has announced it will be shutting down. So the games that they were making just weren't... Boss pro- Key, not Gears 4. Yeah, no, Boss Key. Okay. That's what I said. I know. Just clarify. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So the games that they were making, Lawbreakers and Radical Heights, were not performing as well as they had hoped, and the company is closing as a result. Um, My thoughts on this are kind of like, I mean, why wouldn't it close? Yeah, I mean, I was, when they revealed, I played Lawbreakers, uh, I played the beta for Lawbreakers, I really liked it, like it had a fun, it had a very fun feel, uh, it didn't. It was very. It was multiplayer only. So you know, Overwatch did that, and Overwatch did fine. But um, I liked it. I enjoyed the aesthetic and the feel and the look of the game. But at the end of the day, when the game came out, and then it was like immediately, the player base was just not there, and I had other things to play at the time, so I just didn't get into it. And then very quickly, the player base dro- player base dropped even more. And so I was like, ooh, that's just not very good. I'll be interested to see what they do. And then, yeah, they just came out of nowhere with Radical Heights, which is going to be their take on the Battle Royale. And same kind of thing. Like, it came out, and reviews were not – they were like, okay, 
but not anything to be like, this is outstanding and worthy of your time. Definitely yeah. not something that's going to take on Fortnite in PUBG. Yeah. And so that's kind of sad to see a studio close. And hopefully everyone affected by it will be able to pick up new work. You know, Cliff Blazinski did say that he'll be coming back. You know, he's taking time off, but he's going to come back, which... So I have a conspiracy theory. You okay. ready for this? I think it's a little unusual that we just got a, basically, leak that potentially Gears of War 5 may or may not be coming out. And then all of a sudden, I like, I'm sure that they're not super related, but my yeah. theory is that maybe Boss Key Productions was already not doing good. And they were already thinking, you know, we're probably going to have to close the studio. And then maybe Blazinski gets a call from Gears of War team, and they're like, "Hey, what because do you Xbox think about over there being like? What do you think hey. about coming back?" So, like, my mm. conspiracy theory is that Gears of War Five, whoever is currently in charge of that, may have approached Blazinski about coming back onto Gears. And that just kind of sped up the demise of Boss Key. You know, that's not... That's my conspiracy that's theory. That's not totally far I'm off, putting, I'm putting the threads together, man. Because, I mean, well, here's the thing, though. If Gears 5 is already enough where it's getting box art and a potential leak, it might be too far along to be like, hey, Cliffy, come hey, help us out. Hey, Cliffy, I'm sure that's what they you call know. him. But <laughs> Casually. still, I mean, that does kind of... I could see where that where like, hey, re, you know, return to form. If he was, you know, when he was one of the original creators of Gears of War, obviously that game did very well. Gears of War 4 did not, I don't think, perform as well as everybody expected it to either. So maybe they're taking a, uh, a uh, play out of the playbook of us. Uh, Smooth. <laughs> whatever you call it. An entry out of the playbook. Whatever. We don't know sports here. Um, we, we don't. Have we, we talked really about FIFA, don't. Madden, anything? No, we haven't because we don't know it. Also because those are terrible games. I still Anyways. like FIFA. But anyway. Uh, well, we don't know what those terms and things are. But anyway, so I'm saying that maybe they, they are pulling one from the, from the Sony playbook of having Corey Barlog, who directed Gear, God of War 2, come back to do God of War 4. So, I'm telling you, know, you, I'm right. Breathe some new life. I'm definitely right about that. That would be interesting to see if he does have some later on involvement. And then in non-conspiracy news, King Games, the mobile development giant behind Candy Crush Saga, just recently... Are they like, going bankrupt? Because no, cool. but kind of on the D... Like, sort of on the DL, but not really. They recently posted an opening, like a job opening, for a level designer for Call of Duty, heavily implying and basically announcing to the whole world that there's a mobile version of Call of Duty somewhere in production. There have been before. Uh, I remember that there was a Call of Duty Zombies game for the iPhone that came out, played it for a little while. It was fun. Um, I would be, I wonder if this is now, see, because they've also announced that with Treyarch doing uh, Black Ops 4 that has been announced, which is supposedly going to be multiplayer only, no campaign which is a big move for a Call of Duty. Uh, so maybe they are looking to either... It could either be a standalone game or like maybe, a, a, maybe the new version of the Zombies game because this... God, uh, God, Black Ops 4 will have uh, Zombies mode. So maybe they're looking to this company, to King, to be the developer of the Zombies mode or... Possibly they're they're developing the companion app for the game because so a lot of video games like Destiny Two. My theory like that. is that Call of Duty is moving to an exclusively mobile platform. I think they're going to give up I consoles and PC so. forever. It's only iPhone now. It's an exclusive. It's my official. 
no. prediction. I'm definitely right about that. And so. then in other news, <laughs> and this one's actually really fun. So Nintendo did announce that they're going to be doing a free demo, what they like to call, uh, in Splatoon terms, it's called the Global Test Fire. They're going to be doing one for Mario Tennis Aces. Ooh. So from June 1st through June 3rd, so just one weekend, that's a Friday through a Sunday, June okay. 1 through June 3, you'll be able to get your hands on Mario Tennis Aces demo. I'll play that. The demo will consist of both offline and multiplayer modes with an incentive for online players. You'll be able to unlock a small tournament between demo players in which winners will unlock more characters to play as and earning points in the demo. Otherwise, the four basic starting characters are Mario, Peach, Yoshi, and Bowser. Nintendo has announced... um, Oh, but Nintendo has not yet announced who else players might unlock through the tournament mode. Uh, And anyone who plays the demo, either offline or online, will unlock Mario's classic outfit in the main game when it actually hits on June 22nd. So that's a little bit of incentive for everyone to pick up the demo. And then in weird news that I found that I was just like, what in the heck is going on here? (laughs) You You may or may not remember, a long time ago, we talked about a weird AF game called Zone of the Enders. Yes. Yes. So Konami has announced that Zone of the Enders is basically getting a new and improved weird port called Zone of the Enders Second Runner. Mars, uh, and it's going to be hitting Such the PlayStation 4, PSVR, and Steam on September 6th. So this port of the Kojima-produced 2003 PS2 game will include 4K visuals, a pro mode set up for controllers, a very easy mode for those just looking for a fancy VR experience, and a 3D hanger and model viewers for those who really uh, were into all of the mechs, because it's like a mech game, right, right? Right, So I looked at the video about it, and I was like, that looks pretty awesome. <laughs> Because I feel like Zone of the Enders is one of those games that we rented it. I rented it from Blockbuster way back when I had no idea what it was. And I feel like it's the kind of game where I understood nothing about what was actually going on. I just knew that I liked it and that it was really cool. Like just a painfully cool game that was really all about uh, the gameplay. And the mech gameplay is top notch. So when it comes out... I actually might pick it up. I might snatch it up for PS uh, for PS4. So not I'm looking that PS4 forward VR, to that because VR is not going it's, away. It's officially going away. No, it's really uh, yeah, not. it's definitely 2018. Death of VR, everybody. That's going to be the soapbox you die on. And then out now and coming soon on May 22nd. So the air date of this episode, you'll have Ancestors Legacy for Xbox One and PC. You'll have the Mega Man Legacy Collection for Switch specifically. You'll also have Runner 3 on Switch and PC. You'll have Space Hulk, Deathwing, Enhanced Edition for PS4 and PC. You'll have Tennis World Tour. A, how unlucky that another tennis game is coming out yeah. in the year that Mario Tennis Aces is coming out. They're save their pennies for that Mario Unfortunate. Tennis. Unfortunate. So Tennis World Tour, give them your money while you can on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. All of those, May 22. And then May 24th, we have Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers for 3DS. We also have on May 25th, two biggies. I'm looking forward to these. Dark Souls Remastered for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And Switch. Switch is coming later. Yes, that's right. It got delayed. Switch got delayed. I I couldn't remember if I'd imagined that or not. And then Detroit Become Human for PS4 on May 25th as well. I am very excited for that game. I want to play it. I don't think I'm going to buy it day of. Oh, yeah. No, probably not. But it does look like it's going to be pretty interesting. And for fans of Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls and those types of gaming experiences, I'm sure it's probably going to fit the bill of what you're looking for. Yep. 
I think so, too. Plus, it's got that one guy from Grey's Anatomy, I guess. Jesse Williams? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's hot. <laughs> he's hot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, oh, and then the one other thing that we did want to touch on, too. Because Bethesda threw us through a bunch of loops. Oh, right. <laughs> they threw us through a bunch of loops last week. Because we did our episode last week where we talked about all those games that came out in the Walmart Canada leak. And then Bethesda, you know, we talked about it then. We're being kind of cheeky with saying, hey, is a Rage 2 coming or is it not coming? And so official and then after we recorded like kept, later that day they kept <laughs> dropping more images highly teasing that it was going to happen and then and so like i had to go back and make an update to the episode before we released it saying like yeah it really looks like it's going to happen and then literally the day before the episode goes live that they they did release it they did or they did officially announce rage 2 with a with a reveal trailer and by that point i had already sent the episode off for our early access which is a benefit of our patreon subscription check it out <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast and so you know at that point it was gone to the wind i did i had done what i could to stay on top of the news for that week couldn't do it it moved too fast but rage 2 is officially coming meaning that we were correct in at least one of our predictions on those games released at E3. What released did I rate the, that one as? We rated it as one. We were like, that's not going to happen. They're just, being, they're just messing with us. Just, and, then they, and then they started dropping all those others, and we were like, retroactively, we meant that was a five. We that said is going five. to happen. You that's all heard happen. it. It you, definitely happened that way. So yeah. You should go back to the old episode and like very poorly. like just, Five. Yeah, we should just re-record over ourselves and be like, five. You're talking, you're, you're just like, yeah, I really think it's going to be. And then I go, five, because I have the one access to it. We should do that we should get like alexa's oh, voice too <laughs> like make it just as yeah. fake as can be i think that'd be really that'd be fun. pretty good yeah. but yeah so uh, rage 2 is coming and it looks uh, pretty badass i didn't play the original rage this makes me want to go back and play the original rage it does not make me want to go back and play the original rage it i want to play it now because rage 2 is going to be open world which i'm a big fan of those kind of games and it also looks like a strong mix of doom and borderlands okay but here's the thing though so if you're really interested in rage 2 just play Rage 2. I know. I, your, your backlog is I already know, but I get excited you. and I want to know about what no, these old games are like. you don't need to know. And perfect segue. <laughs> perfect segue. We wanted to talk about what older games are like. And now, so this is a thing. We've kind of been holding this one in our back pocket, keeping it ready for whenever we wanted to spring it on you. This is going to be the first episode of a long series. Yeah, potentially really long. We're and not probably sure not chronologically. Long. No. Like, we're not going to stay on this for, for a couple weeks. we got some other stuff cooking that we're going to present to you, plus we're almost to E3, which we've got a lot of E3 stuff that we're going to be wanting to do too with predictions, coverage, what have you. So, you know, hold on to your butts for all that. But a few months ago, Game Informer released their 300th, uh, their 300th issue. And in that issue, they released their top 300 games. And that is what are we going to do today now. No, just kidding. We do not have 300 games that oh I think God. we could even rank. I don't rank. even think I've played 300 games. Yeah, no, I don't think I have either. Uh, because obviously Game Informer has a massive, you know, or not a massive, but they have a large pool of people who work for them, freelancers, whatever, who can contribute to all this. So we're going to take it easy, and we're going to start with their 100 to 50 for today. And really, just because that's a massive list and we don't have time to go in nitty-gritty on all these, plus we haven't played all of these games that they have listed in there, we wanted to just talk about the ones that we have played and if we feel that they are fitting of their uh, of their rating that, that Game Informer gave them. Now, the all of this is because while we're doing this and going through all these things, Bogan and I have committed to actually putting pen to paper and writing out 
or thumb to digital screen. I was about to say, who uses pens anymore, Jarrett? I do. For all these, I prepare all my notes on pen and paper. Uh, And make our official, for each of us, our own top ten favorite games list. Like we're locking it in. Locking it in. We've talked about... Our first three, obviously, in like the first episode of this of the show, we talked about what our our top three favorite games are, uh, which back then for me were The Last of Us, Dark Forces, and Civilization. I know it's changed now because Horizon's thrown in there now, right? Uh, and then who knows? I'm still working through God of War. It could get thrown in there too. Uh, and then yours were Legend. Uh, I don't want to. I don't remember them all now. Wind Waker. Wind so Waker. Legend of Zelda, Wind Plus Waker, three, or Okami. Okami. I think I put Wind Waker at number one, and maybe Okami at number three. And then Legend of Dragoon? Legend of Dragoon was in there. It was had it? to have been in there. In episode one. Yeah. Maybe I mean, obviously, Maybe that was number but obviously two. Obviously, that was episode one. We're sitting now yeah, at episode so 119. Yeah, so it's been a long, been a long time, and we've played a ton of new games since then. A lot of new stuff's come out. I've also, you know, with due to the SN, the NES classics and some other things like that, you, know, you, you can play these older games, too, which, you know, a lot of those, as I've said before, I missed out on some of the older, like, um, mid-90s, like, really, the games that came out in the 90s, I really didn't get a hold of. Um well, and buddy, so, you're in luck because so, we're yeah. talking about a bunch so of them So we're going today. to go through a bunch of them. So, obviously, huge props to Game Informer for putting together this list of 300 games of all, best 300 games of all time. I can't even imagine how long that took to do. Congratulations on them for reaching 300 issues. They're now like issue 302 yeah. is about to come out, I think. I bet that some of these, they were just like, blah, we'll just pick something. And they just, just slapped them well, in I mean, there. obviously, some have more detail in there than I bet their editors others. were like at each other's, at each other's throats. Oh, I'm like sure. about to Especially like the, top, the last top oh, ten. God. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. So our, goal, yeah so our goal is to get through the first 50, uh, from 100 to 50. If time starts going long, you know, we still try to keep these about an hour. We might have to cut it off earlier than that. But here goes nothing. So 100, number 100, you know way more about it. I do, though, want to give a shout out to number 101. I know I'm already breaking the rules. Star Wars X-Wing. That was a cool game. I liked that game. I'm going to go on ahead and give it a thumbs down and say it deserves to not be on the list. Uh, well, it's not on the, I'm not saying it's in my top 10 or anything <laughs> like that, but I mean, it was a fun game. That is one thing I will say I miss about old, like mid, mid 90s computer gaming and stuff like that. Uh, that a lot of these things, if they were like flight simulator things, that you played it with the joystick. And yeah. A lot can be that said. That is pretty cool. And that was one that you could play with the joystick. And I remember playing that one at a buddy's house. It was a lot of fun. So shout out to Star Wars X Wing, number 101 on the list. But 100, you know way more about than I do. I know so and I've much. played some, a mere scraping of the amount of time that you have you've spent in this game. So why don't you start us off with number so 100? So number 100 is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So of Which, course, quite honestly, first reaction yeah. to that, I was amazed. I was amazed too, not because I, I think it's placed so low. Like in comparison to the rest of the list, this is the one that I'm like, ooh, I they just I got was... it like wildly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're dropping all these puns today. Puns. <laughs> I think they got it really wrong. Like, and that's even being said with you know, I have my own issues with the game. Yeah, I thought the story was pretty weak. There were a lot of things about the gameplay mechanics that I didn't especially like. All that to be said, I think this could have easily been at the very least in the top 15. I really thought that's where it was going to be, too. I thought it now, could, granted, yeah. Now, granted, just due to the, more due to the fact of the reception that it got and the praise that it's received. Now, I'm playing through it, too, obviously at a much slower place than you have, and having not really played many other Legend of Zelda games in the past, 
it's I'm finding it hard to grab me. Well, like I'm enjoying it. I like the game. I, once I get, it's one of those things I have to get into it. Yeah, you need to like I can't marathon just, it. I can't just uh, be picking it up for like ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes, play for a little bit, and then put it down. It's like one of those. I pl- uh, one of the last times I played it was on a flight, and I was like, "This is perfect." I'm playing it for a while. I actually made solid progress, and I felt more into it. But at the same time, I can't do that with other games, and I stay with them better. So I kind of so I was surprised due to the reception and critical response that it was not higher. Yeah, my own opinion, it kind of feels right. Well, you're objectively wrong, just empirically incorrect. And what, <laughs> that's the point before of what we, we, we talked about this, slap each other in the face. We talked about this before we started that this could cause issues, not only because it's going to reveal the mass amount of games that neither of us have played. But oh I yeah, figure a ton it's of these we have not played. I figure it's going to uh, also spark. Okay, some first of all, though. one quick caveat: a game that we were definitely going to blaze over. Madden NFL 2004 made number 97. That objectively does not deserve to be higher than Breath of the Wild. That's literal BS. I'm like mad. <laughs> Frogger! Frogger from 1981. Frogger from 1981. Come on. Landmark early video game. Arcade game. Great time. It's number, who, who doesn't like Frogger? That's number 295 at best. I'm mad now. Okay, so this anyways. one's interesting to me, too. 99, Mass Effect 3. Now, neither of us have played the Mass Effect series. The one that got closest was Zack, yeah. and even he kind of gave up. So it's unfortunate that we haven't played Mass Effect. I do know that 3 is one of the best received of all yeah. of the series. I believe 2 is two generally is the one regarded people, as everyone's like, like fans, this is it. Everybody loves 2 3 got a lot of, which so I'm assuming that 2 will be later on yeah, in the list. Yeah, it probably will be. But three was the one that I had like the really big controversial ending. And, and then stuff coming like that. in at number 98, another one that I genuinely think profoundly deserves to be way higher up is Super Mario Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think that Galaxy 1, the first Super Mario Galaxy, I may have enjoyed better. But all in all, I think both of those games are just phenomenal experiences. Like, blow your mind games. I think they deserve to be at least, both of them, 50 and above. So, a little pissed about that one, too. We'll just move on, then. Yeah, we'll just so move right on. So, yes, we need to be sure, though, that we remember to say the numbers of all we these. We do. So Super Mario Galaxy 2 was 98. Doom 2 came in at 95. We're just kind of skipping along as we move yeah, along here. Because oh, these are, if we're yeah. skipping over it, it means we probably haven't played it. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah, a bunch of games that we haven't played. Uh, Diablo oh, here we go. 3. Diablo 3, number 91. So I personally have not put that much time into Diablo 3. Most of what I've played of it was just with friends who owned it. But I know that it's a pretty badass game. So I played, th- I played through the game, um, and I started the... Here's the thing. I like I really enjoyed Diablo 3. I've tried my hand several times at Diablo 2 and just keep getting distracted and forgetting to go back and play it. But Diablo 3, I played from start to finish. First Diablo oh. game I had played from start to finish. And I've even started in going back into the expansion packs that they had. Um, I'm actually not sure I'm I now, knew that about you. Yeah. Huh. The more was, you know. The more you know. See, this is going to be a learning <laughs> this experience This is really for opening us. doors for us. <laughs> but I really enjoyed Diablo 3 because even I know it took a slightly different tonal change than what fans were expecting it to. Um, but I, for one, really I played as the as the as the barbarian, and I really enjoyed uh, the combat. It the combat, the feel, um, how you, the exploration. Obviously, the loot is really great. That was like one of the biggest things about Diablo is that you know you never know what you're going to get, which is a big draw for a lot of people, especially with games like Destiny and stuff like that. But honestly, I would rather play a game like that in the Diablo setting than in the Destiny setting. Yeah. And so I just really enjoyed how, even though you're doing this, these ridiculous things, slaughtering tons upon 
thousands of monsters. Tons upon thousands. Tons upon That's th- a real Because some of them are really metric. big, and they weigh a lot, <laughs> and you're going to kill them. Thousands. But then there are a bunch of little tiny ones. So tons upon thousands, <laughs> it stands. You I'm justified it. You, you justified it. <laughs> um, that they, that um, you get to kill all these, and it, they made it feel like... You felt it, you know, if that makes sense. And additionally, this you is something felt powerful. you felt powerful. And so this is something that only a true fan of Avatar The Last Airbender would only be able to appreciate. The first time I played, like saw somebody play Diablo 3, I believe it was actually Glenda, uh, old friend of the show and personal best Best Shout out, check her out on mine. episode 70. Uh, yeah, long time for Breath of the Wild, in Breath fact. Wild. How dare you, Game Informer? Okay, but I believe it's the female paladin in Diablo 3. Mm. Her character is voiced by the voice of Azula from Avatar oh, The well, Last Airbender, go. like the evil sister of Prince Zuko. So, like, me and her were just kind of sitting there, and we were like hearing the, pe- the female paladin like make regular in game sounds, and we were like, is that? Is that Zula? <laughs> like, we recognized her. Right. We were, like, so proud of ourselves. So, Diablo 3, everybody. So Coming I, in at number 91. As far as it's ranking, makes sense. It's like, it was, yeah. it was a good game. Uh, you know, obviously a great, a great iteration to the series. Now, this has got me thinking, though, seeing it. I just saw, in fact, today on Facebook, uh, GameStop posted it, that it is six years since that game came out. I... Would be now obviously the gap of time in between Diablo two and Diablo three was, was huge. huge, but Blizzard's sitting on all that Overwatch money. Blizzard's sitting on all that World of Warcraft money. The thing is, though, they're sitting all that Heroes of the Storm money. The thing is, though, they're also they're having to maintain <laughs> Heroes of the Storm right. Overwatch. I don't know. I don't think you don't think we're gonna, we could see another Diablo coming soon. I think we could eventually. I don't think it's coming soon. I'm gonna say. Is this your turn for conspiracy? Ooh, say December 25th, 2018. No, 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 no. Because exactly coming out this year. I don't know. I think it's not going to happen. It's going to be too soon this year. I'm going to say BlizzCon next year they announce Diablo 3. Okay. Diablo 4. Diablo 4. Diablo 3 again. <laughs> they could just pull Remastered. Skyrim on it. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple of games that we don't really play that much, followed by number 88, Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. I know that you have no exposure to the Kingdom Hearts series. I have no exposure, nor interest that's okay this is one of the game game series that i literally look <laughs> on and say no thank you and that's perfectly fine because it takes a special kind of person to love kingdom hearts and i'm not that person. and i'm one of those people so honestly i'm still a little surprised though that kingdom hearts 2 in particular uh, managed to make number 88 it has a notoriously painful starting sequence mm. like starting kingdom hearts 2 coming off of kingdom hearts 1 you're just like wow this kind of blows. Like, <laughs> like eventually you get used to it, and you're like, oh, yeah, the starting sequence again. Here I am, it's Roxas. So it's like, it grows on you. But I'm a little surprised that Kingdom Hearts 2 made it into the top 100. That did that did kind of surprise me. I think it probably deserved to be a little further down. So you're getting hyped for that Kingdom Hearts 3? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to play it 100%. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna... But in my defense, I missed at least 5 to 10. It's hard to keep track. Other Kingdom Hearts-related games that have come out in the interim for mm-hmm. a bunch of random AF consoles. It's like, sure, whatever. Why not? Whatever, Square, do what you want. A game that I know there are millions of, probably I'm not wrong about that, millions of fans, Earthbound came in at number 87. Not played Earthbound, but Ness has destroyed me countless times 
in Smash Brothers. And he can will continue to do will so. Will continue so, to yeah. do so. Uh, Earthbound is a cult classic. I am a little surprised that it wasn't higher up. Uh, 1994 SNES game, Earthbound, number 87. Followed by a couple that we don't really care about. Yeah, don't know. I mean, rock, uh, I'm honestly surprised Rock Band 2. This oh. is one that kind of... I mean, I know they were a huge thing, but like... I don't know. It's that not, doesn't strike me as one that would yeah. that would be a, like a top 100. Game. Yeah, I'm kind of, it's like, I'm not sure you even deserve, to, like, I'm the, that gatekeeper sense of like, do you even go here, do bro? Count? Do, do you, you count? even game? I mean, but I mean, the Guitar Hero, I mean, good God, remember when Guitar Hero came out and all the people, like, I was not one of them, but all the people who just like would uh, just go crazy trying to master all the songs yeah. and like, uh, I see the videos of people who yeah. do and have mastered. Guitar Hero, and I'm just amazed. Shocking also, off. it's like, why? But yeah. Well, blazing but, over that, number 84, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Our good buddy Zach would be able to tell us more about that if he were here. And a good buddy Dylan but, Miles. And then this next page is full of games that I know and love, and Jared does not. So Yeah, so... Uh, Hit on him. <laughs> so number 83, Shadow of the Colossus. Um, I'm a little neutral about this one. Shadow of the Colossus is obviously an iconic game mm-hmm. uh, in really all of gaming. I'm not actually sure if I would have placed it quite this high. I think I would have put it maybe down in like the 100 to 200 range. Okay. Uh, we also have number 82, a game that I personally have not played this iteration of it, but that I love the series, Animal Crossing. The original Animal Crossing for GameCube, number 82. Followed by a game that objectively, potentially even deserves to be number one, question mark? Uh, 79, Journey. Now, you're sk- you're skipping over number 80 here. Oh, actually, yeah. So number 80, Final Fantasy VII. I actually misread the numerals. I know, they're kind of yeah, tiny. Yeah, and, and the picture, why wouldn't they have used, okay, that's stupid. Why wouldn't they have, <laughs> this is stupid. So Game Informer <laughs> editorial staff, we have so, issues. Quick complaint, the picture that they used here for Final Fantasy VII, it's just of like a rando boss battle, and you really can't, you would have to zoom in so close to why be able to see. Why they use a picture of Cloud? Yeah, why wouldn't they have used Cloud or Sephiroth? Like, that's so stupid. Okay, anyways, number 80, Final Fantasy VII. It Well, when do you neutral. think we'll see, when, prediction, when do you think we'll see the remake? Oh, I'd say 2019. You think so? I think that's a realistic. I think that's a realistic time frame. Mm-hmm. I think it's coming 2019. So, Final Fantasy VII, super iconic game of JRPGs, potentially the best, the most well-known JRPG possibly Series. of all time. Yeah. Uh, it probably does deserve to be higher up for that reason. And then Journey coming in at number 79. But granted, we haven't totally gone over this. There could be Final Fantasy games higher up. Although I'm sure I would that be surprised. Final Fantasy VI is definitely going to be on there as being higher than seven. Really? Because the people who love Final Fantasy, all of them say six is one of the best ones of all time. Well, there we go. There are many that say it is the best See, one. See, in my head, I thought it was seven that was the best of all time. Uh, that's what the casual basic bitch might oh. say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so Journey coming at number 79 here. I'm a little salty about this. It, uh, again, you think it should have been way higher? This is one of those that I easily would have placed 20 to 1. So, like, in the 1 to 20 range, I would have put Journey a lot higher than this. So, this is one that uh, that I continue to kick myself that I haven't played. And, in fact, I've re- I've been, because I, I have it on, I have the game. It's just, as you said earlier, alluded to earlier, it's sitting in my backlog. But, that this backlog, is one man. that I, it's killed me. Sometimes I kind of secretly wish that maybe you would get really injured just for, like, a couple of months. But, How like, to where you would still about? be okay. 
Yeah. And where, like, the hospital could use experimental procedures on you. Like, so I that, voluntarily. Yeah, so that you wouldn't have to pay put for myself any through of it. A stu- How about I put myself through a study? A Not study. like I get. That's yeah. like, they need, like, hey, we need someone to monitor someone who plays games for, but like, But that way days you'll just basically end. be out of commission I'll for like, a while and you'll get to blaze through your backlog. That would be great. That's what I that want to great. happen. Because for this you, is one friend, that obviously you. you hear so much about the soundtrack and how great it is. Austin Wintory did a fantastic job. It's one that I have tried so hard to not listen to any of the music, really, because I want to experience it with the game. Unfortunately, I've cracked, and I've listened to a couple Good. tracks. You should. It's the greatest out, soundtrack of all time. Yeah, of course so, they are. They make you cry just listening to them. <laughs> uh, so, touching on 78, Borderlands 2, I've played uh, the first few hours of Borderlands 2. Really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands was one of those games that's like, I was playing it, and I'd had a couple friends recommend it to me, and it was one of those that, like, kind of feeling how possibly how Breath of the Wild might be for me, where it was like it was kind of hard to get into. Uh, I was enjoying it, having fun, but not necessarily loving it yet. But then, like, halfway through, it, like, kicked into high gear for me. I wound up beating the game, end credits played, the song that they played during the end credits, uh, No Heaven. Check it out. Uh, fantastic song. Really just fit really well with the game and what all had gone together. And I wound up really loving Borderlands. Borderlands 2, of what I've played, lived up. And so it's. I think it's fitting that it's at 78, though. I'd be interested to see as we go through this list more if Borderlands sits higher. Uh, so number 77, I almost blazed over it because I didn't initially realize what it was because I didn't know the title of this game, and I mm. never have. It's Arkanoid. Okay, so I have played this game. So you've but definitely in, played this not, game. Though, as probably Arkanoid. No. I've probably played it as a copy. Yeah, probably as like a bootleg or something. Yeah. So Arkanoid, for those of you that don't know what this game is actually titled, you've probably still played it. It's the game where you have a small platform that you control at the bottom of the screen, and there's a ball on top of the platform. And when you hit space or go or whatever your go button is, the ball goes off and it starts chipping down bricks. And you have to hit some of them like multiple times that are to above break it. it. And you have to be able yeah. to break through all of the bricks to finish the level and the ball's ping-ponging around. Fantastic game. Genuinely don't think it deserves number 77. So the, <laughs> this is the thing that I can't... Un- this is like what would make compiling a list like this so hard. Like, where did this one come from? <laughs> and how did... And, and like, getting... I mean, I understand these older games. Like, a big plus for them is that they laid the groundwork for the things to come. The, they laid the groundwork for our Breath of the Wilds yeah. and things like that. But still, it's so interesting to me that, like, to be able to, you know... because. As one who was not even alive in 86 when this was, you know... Actually, I wasn't either, and I still played the game. Well, I no mean, like excuses, I said, Jared. I played, I played other versions of this. But still, like, a game that came out, it's, it's harder for me to, like, sit here and be like, you know, like, Frogger. I had fun with Frogger, but is Frogger on the same part of me as The Last of Us? Hell no. no. And, and so, frankly, I'm not sure that any of those... I mean, in modern gaming terms, right, you right. know, I'm not sure any of those deserve quotation marks yeah. to be here. But anyways, moving right along, Dr. Mario came in at 76, followed yep. by one that you know. 75, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. So I am very interested to see if the you know, I've, I've, I will say we've scanned through this list a little bit, but there are also 300. I don't remember every single one. And so, and I'm trying to keep a little bit of suspense here for myself. But Assassin's Creed Brotherhood was, one, was the uh, third, second game to feature SEO Auditory, who is my favorite character of the Assassin's Creed series, followed very closely by Bayek from Assassin's Creed Origins. Good. Uh, so it's the second game that he came in. Uh, 
really enjoyable. It threw in a couple different new things. Like you had all these, uh, you met with, you had a bunch of, you interacted a lot with Leonardo da Vinci and his inventions. Like he, and there was like a, these series of missions built around going back to recover his inventions from, uh, Cesar, uh, Caesar Chavez? Borgia, Borgia. That's what I said. Nope. Not the same. <laughs> yep. Nope. Same and thing. so, and so you had to go and like infiltrate and do all these things. And it, added in some different things from, you know, Assassin's Creed 2 added and built a whole lot upon Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood did a little bit more. Um, Assassin's Creed 2 is still the better game, but I'm very interested, though, to uh, eventually, I mean, I'm very interested to see where the rest of the Ezio line especially falls. I would be very surprised if Revelations came in higher, but... Um, I would expect Assassin's Creed 2 is much higher on this list. Right on. So number 69. Oh, we skipped a few because they're kind of titles that we don't know a ton about. Right. Number 69, Super Mario 64. So the original for the N64 okay, in 1996. Quick aside. You do got to give a shout out to the multiplayer of GoldenEye. We haven't gotten there yet. It's 60. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. How dare you interrupt me, good sir? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I <laughs> Number, Can't you count backwards? This is the layout. I'm confused. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. The layout they used here is just poop tier. It's terrible. So anyway, 69, Super I Mario 64. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say that um, as Okay, so much, Super Mario 64. As much as people extol 64 as being like the iconic Mario, I kind of think that this is correct. I think that this is a pretty good spot for it. Uh, I think that's Honestly, kind of where 64... Honestly, should have probably 64... been number 64. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should have been. I mean, I, yeah. lo- I love Super Mario 64. <laughs> this is the game we... Uh, when Sam and I bought a N64 from a friend of hers, like, as soon as we got it, she sat down and just 100% Oh, I'm sure it. she adores she this loves game. Super Mario 64. I love Super Mario 64. I can't tell you how many times I tried, like, racing the penguins and doing the Princess Peach slide and all the other things like that uh, to get through it. And, you know... Fighting King Babom, all those all those fun stuff. Babom, it's um, a Babom. Babom. I always say Babom, but I know that other people say Babom. 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 I really like do Bob. Bob. Om. Yeah. Bob. Om. Got it. And so I, but yeah, uh, in turn, it was probably one of the the games that I did play more of in my childhood and stuff, and still would uh, pick up and play sometimes here and there. Uh, it's great. I like it a lot too, because especially of how the influence is definitely felt in Super Mario Odyssey oh, yeah. and other Mario games of the series. I mean, really, sixty four did to platforming what no other game has probably done since then because it was like a turning point. 64 right. was absolutely a turning well, point. Well, it, it made it made Mario this 3D world. Yeah, it did. It took it from the side scroller platformer to this did. 3D platform. 64 is where that change happened and it affected all of gaming since then. Yep. That being said, I think that it probably does deserve to be at least a couple ticks up over number 68 Goldeneye 007. Boo. And number 67 the original Deus Ex for PC. I have tried so hard to get it now. As as I've said before, I play on Mac and all that stuff, so not as much uh, availability of some of these older games. I've been desperately wanting to find the old, uh, the original DSX and be able to play it. No, it looks, looks like, like him. him. <laughs> Actually, you, you know that who looks kinda, a lot like you know Schwarzenegger. Kind of looks like is Albert Wesker from, from Resident Evil, like Resident Evil Five, huh. Six. You should look up a picture of Albert Wesker. Uh, but anyway, I've been oh, wanting he's from to... from five? 
Yeah. Oh, no wonder I don't know. He who might he be is. in the previous ones, but five is oh. the first one I started. No, out. I definitely don't know. Who uh, is. But Deus Ex is one I've been wanting to because I've enjoyed so much Deus Ex: Human Revolution and then Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Uh, and I know there are, pre- there are Deus Ex, a couple other Deus Ex games in between, but I've wanted to go back and see what the original was like. See, this is why you can't do, you can't play any games because you keep getting sidetracked. Because by I want to experience the past and the present. Negligible experiences. I want to like know it Deus all. Deus Ex for it probably. That's that's number 267, number nah. 67. So these next two, we're just going to briefly touch on one, and then I'm going to harp on about how somebody should be able to talk about the next one. Uh, so number 66, the original Super Mario Brothers. That's probably pretty, that's probably pretty I don't accurate. I know. I'm kind of surprised. What, what's their reasoning? Their uh, reasoning is many credit Super Mario Bros. for saving the gaming industry after it suffered the great collapse of 83, carried the NES into millions of ho- households across the world, and introduced us to the Mushroom King and Bowser. Mario found his success with Donkey Kong, but this game catapulted him to mascot superstardom. The game also holds up remarkably well. It does. That is yeah, true. It holds yeah, up very still well. Still a ton of fun to play. Standing as a shining example of expert video game design. Again, I agree with all of that. I think that this is probably a pretty good spot for it. I would have thought it would maybe have hit in the top 50. See, I was actually thinking that 64, I think I would have placed, I think I would have swip-swapped these. I would have put Super Mario Bros. at 69, and I would have put Mario 64 at 66. I realize that's a super negligible flip-flop, but just personally... But it still puts one in front of Yeah, personally, I would have just swip-swapped those around a little bit. And then one that I wish we could talk more on, Halo. The original Halo. Halo Combat Evolved, they put it at number 65. I'm not a big fan of Halo. I still think this should be a lot higher. I would not disagree with you on that. I I agree. Because now, Halo obviously has spawned a massive, obviously a massive franchise that's still going on. Um, And Halo Combat Evolved laid a, did a huge part in laying the groundwork of especially multiplayer online. Absolutely. So my thing is, I think it deserves to be higher because I feel like Combat Evolved brought the first person shooter experience to more people than had ever played that kind of game before. I agree. And Halo, I'm going to go, Halo made Xbox. Oh yeah. Like Xbox would not be shit if it weren't for halo and and not only does it introduce these great gameplay mechanics but obviously as like zach's talked about a yeah, tons, Zach, i know where are you my, bro, my well, bro but uh you know of the great character of master chief the struggle of the story the fantastic story of halo not only you know the overall story of the series that's had its ups and downs but just of the story of halo combat evolved is a great time yeah. and a great ride. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm kind of surprised it's it's only at 65. Considering how much people love this game and the impact that it had on the industry and mm-hmm. on Xbox at large, I really think that this probably deserved at minimum 40 and up. I was going to say prob- I was going to say top 25. You know what I'm changing? I'm going to say 30 and up. I'm going to say 1 to 30. That's where I, that's where I would have put it. I think it. if it had squeaked in at number 30, I would have been like, okay, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to skip that one because I don't know what that is. Um, skip, 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 skip. Oh, Sonic. So Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, 2 clocked in at number 80, 61. I couldn't read for a second there. That's a... I don't really have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't either. I played Sonic. <laughs> Sonic's fun. Uh, definitely didn't stick in my head of the pantheon of, of characters and games that I have played. So, I mean, I'm kind of, eh. All right, so this is it. this is where I'm going to start to get mad. Okay, okay so. All right, let's get uh, ready. Real quick, Strap number 59 in. was the original Resident Evil. And I think that's probably, I mean, in terms of horror games, that's 
that's probably about right. Again, kicked off yeah. a great kicked off yeah. a great series. It kicked off a killer franchise for the time and for what it did with what it had to work with. It did a phenomenal job. But moving right along to number 58, this is where I'm getting mad. Okay. They put the original Legend of Zelda, the the NES, the 1987 Legend of Zelda at number 58. Objectively speaking, it's just Breath of the Wild should have occupied this spot if anything else. This is horse apples. Okay, so why? Because it's a better game. The well, original obviously Le- it's a better game so the original because of Legend time. of Zelda, it did launch the series. And I recognize that that is pretty great. But so did a bunch of these other games that we've already talked about. And they probably shouldn't have been as high up as they were either. Uh, the gaming mechanics were obviously extremely sparse. The game is notorious notoriously opaque like have oh, yeah. you gone I've, no, yeah i've tried to play oh god it's borderline impossible i can't i keep going i've gotten to yeah no it, it's i get what you're saying it's and incredibly I mean, it hard. had no story i mean the original they just had so little to work with and like i agree it's the start of the series it's a phenomenal piece of historic gaming uh, it's it's a phenomenal piece in the history of the gaming lexicon mm-hmm. i just don't think it deserves to be number 58 I think that's Where would crazy. you put it? You would switch it with Breath of the Wild, put it like 100 or I'd pr- I'd put it probably between 100 and 150. Okay. Yeah. Uh similar along those lines, Metroid clocked in at number 57. Now, we might find out later that Metroid Prime is farther up that list. If it isn't, if we don't come across Prime between 57 and 1, I'm going to I'm going to don't burn my copy. Game Informer is in for a heckin' concern. I'm going to take a lot of rage to their offices, so get ready. You are in for a nasty talking to Game Informer. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2 clocked in at number 56. Cool, fun game. Sure. Love it. Whatever. Okay. This is one you probably want to talk about, right? I do, but it's also one of my big gaming regrets. Really? Oh, expand on that, good sir. Number, so number 55, 55, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. <gasps> Gasp, shock and awe, 55. So Star Wars, obviously, I'm there. I have started this game no more than probably six times. Don't say it, Jared. Don't say it. I have not finished the game. Oh, Jared, Jared. Jared, Jared Binks, your classic Star Wars name for when you F up. I know, I know, I know. This one... It has, it's one of those things, like my buddy, my good buddy Michael, he keeps telling me, like, he loves this one. It's probably one of his favorite games. Um, and I keep, it's, I don't know why I haven't honestly got into it, but this is what I mean. Like, it's one that I know I need to go back and, and, and finish. It's the reason why I haven't gone back to finish it has not from lack of enjoyment of the game. It's been, A, having to restart so many times due to lost saves. Um, I've had to like change computers, uh, do some different things, and I keep losing the saves. So it's uh, one, it's one of those things where it's uh, you can only get so far, and then like repeating it to try because I want to like follow the path that I started on. So it's not like I want to necessarily restart the same story over, you know, uh, restart with a different story. But maybe that would make it better. But because even though, well, really, I guess I would be changing my character and character selections, but the overall story of what I was doing wouldn't necessarily change that much. It's one that maybe, hopefully, I can go back and recover a save. I think I have my most recent save is like buried in a backup on a hard drive somewhere. I need to figure out how to pull it out of there. But Knights of the Old Republic is one that like I am legitimately upset that I have not finished because of what I have played. So fun. Did, and it's a great Star Wars RPG. Did I imagine that? Or did Xbox already put Knights of the Old Republic on their... Knights of the Old Republic 2. 
is oh, on. Okay. It might also be on their Xbox backwards compatibility. Yeah. I have Nice the Old Republic 2 also in my Steam library. Because that would be really convenient. Like, if that's one of the ones that they had either already or on deck to be ported, uh, to not be ported, to uh, be added to their backlog. Which would honestly... Backwards compatibility log. Honestly, at this point, I would be more, pro- more prone to buy it for, like, the Xbox for Xbox or whatever and play it backwards compatible on my on my Xbox than to try to find my save on a computer and restart yeah, that way. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very valid and if they haven't already done that, I'd be very surprised check right if now. they don't. While we yeah. move on to another game, I'm going to check. While we move on to a, a couple of others real quick, we're almost rounding out our 100 through 50. Uh Dota 2 clocked in at number 54. Meh. I haven't really played Dota yeah, 2. Exactly. I know it's a, it's an insanely massive insanely we, popular game, but I just we have nothing MMOs to say are about not that. M- or it's an MMO, right? Yeah. MMO, yeah. Massively. It's a MOBA. MOBA. Thank you. Massively online battle arena. Yeah. There we go. Uh, uh, number, those just aren't really my thing. Yeah. And they're not mine either. That's just a segment of gaming that we will never truly be able to enjoy. Sorry. Uh, number 53. See, this is an example of one that I think should have been switched with Final Fantasy VII. They put Final Fantasy IV at number 53. Uh, a pretty solid leap up from seven. I would not agree with that. I don't think for yeah. I just d- disagree. Just just flat out disagree. Now they did put Batman: Arkham Asylum at number fifty two. I know that this is one of the best and most reliable uh, kind of comic book slash movies to video gaming experiences. I have really played Arkham kind Asylum. Of, yeah, it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I found it. And this is just me. Could be completely different for somebody else. I found it a little difficult to get into with like figuring out some of the combos and get something. I found myself very quickly and easily overrun and beaten. It kind of, it got frustrating to me a lot, very frustrating to me at times. Um, seemed like, and again, I could just be a dumb player and like some things that felt to me should have been fairly intuitive. I was not, they didn't come across as that to me. Um, but I mean, my having never played this game, I genuinely question its spot at number 52. Yeah, it would definitely, and, and also, it definitely would not be a top 50 so of all time So here's the thing. No one that I have ever spoken to before ever about gaming would have been like, oh, so what are you, some of your favorite games? You know what they never say? Batman Arkham Asylum. No one I know would list that in the, even their top 20. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't think that deserves to be number 52. And that's just a opinion I'm forming without having done any research. So... Now, another one. That, <laughs> yeah, that's my official stance, super mature stance on that. Another one that I really do wish we had good old Zack Attack to talk about. Grand Theft Auto, Auto 3. 3 came yep. in at number 51. And I would love to hear his thoughts on that. Yep. I, have you played 3? I have not. I mean, 5 is the only one that I've played. See, I've heard him talk about it enough, though, that I feel like if he were here, I think he might say that that's pretty, that's pretty well, all we did the, spot on. We did the, the episode way back when that was best and worst game of a series. And he said, he rated 3 as being the best. The best one, right? Yeah. 4 was in the middle, five, mm-hmm. was, 5 was the worst. He said 5 was worse and 3 was the best. And I feel like, you know, his... Fervent opinions on Halo can sometimes cloud his judgment, but I feel like when it comes to Grand Theft Auto, he's, he's pretty. Consistent. He's probably right. Yeah. I think that he's yeah. probably right about that, uh, and I feel like that's probably a good spot for GTA Three. And then clocking in at number fifty, we're just going to round out this list real quick with the game that won't die. Super Smash Brothers Melee came in at number fifty. 
I feel like that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, of course, this was the GameCube 2001 edition. People still religiously play Melee. Mm-hmm. People are still out there going to Goodwills around the country to get CRT. What is it? CRTVs? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, CRTVs. The old, like, the, yeah. Yeah. The, the curved screen ones, which is the optimal the way. Yeah, the big, huge box TVs, which is, according to the pros, the optimal way to play Melee. I mean, people love and would die for this game. So I'm interested to see if Mario six, uh, Smash Brothers 64 is the original Super Smash Brothers is higher on yeah. this list. Because, I mean, I'll, that's the one I've played more than any. I actually think I might have missed Melee. Um, just because I didn't really have many friends who had GameCubes. I didn't have a GameCube. We did and have then, a GameCube. And then, uh, you know, obviously when we and Brawl, Super Smash Brothers Brawl came out, like that's what I played a lot more of too. Although I still like preferred uh, the original over Brawl. Uh, I found the control, controlling it using the Wii controllers to be very confusing and difficult to get a well, hang of. Well, Brawl in and of itself... Uh, its reception definitely, at least to my knowledge, was not as good as Melee or even the Wii version. Excuse me, the Wii U version. My bad. So So Super Smash 4, I think, and Melee are kind of the two that people really adore. Well, that does not dampen my hype at all for the upcoming Super Smash Oh, of course not. No, of course. It's going to be amazing. It's literally going to be the best. And then that rounds out our 100 through 50. So we'll be coming back at some point Soon. in the future, we soonish, with our 49 through 1. Maybe we should have stopped at 51. Maybe. Whatever. We'll Maybe. recap this it's next time. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we'll run through. The, we'll, go, we'll come back with that, with that uh, topic for a later date. But yeah, I am interested to see if some of these other games that we've talked about, if they, where they do sit and if they are hitting. I know a couple of the ones that are coming up because, we, like I said, we have skimmed to this list, but we have not studied it religiously. If Prime isn't on there ahead of Metroid... You riot. I'm gonna I'm gonna riot. All right. I'm gonna literally riot. But obviously let us know if some of these games and if you have access to, obviously we didn't have time to read through all fifty. Uh, but if you have seen these and or have some games that you think and or want to fight that the are agree with or disagree with uh, Use our your thoughts. Words, Jared. <laughs> the, I'll get it out there eventually. Agree or disagree with our thoughts on some of these games, let us know. Obviously send us an email, teamchatpocketsgmail.com. Let us know in the comments on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, all the places, all of them. Twitch, we're there too. Check us out. Uh, but anyway, so uh, let us know. Let's get you know get a discussion going. But wait for part two of this series, and then eventually we're probably gonna have to split up. Also, yeah, our, on... our creation of our top ten list because yeah. we're gonna have oh, to. Oh, we're absolutely gonna have we'll to. We'll be able to probably get through forty nine through one in another episode. Like that should be no issue. I, I would think. You know, we'll have probably a little bit more discussion, more thoughts on some of these games than we did because these will be some of the bigger, more you know, masterpiece games that we have come to know and love. Uh, But when it comes down to us actually doing our top tens, we're probably going to divide that into two episodes. I feel like I'm going to have to hire a teacher on the side to create a grading rubric for me so that Mm. I can have help with actually putting my own thoughts into coherent order. Yeah, because at, at some degree, and maybe that's what we should work on in between now and that episode. A rubric? That's not a bad idea. Because, honestly... A lot of the reason why some of these games for me would be in my top 10 is more for their emotional impact, not necessarily like the, you know, like, oh, because it laid the groundwork for this. No, no game that laid the groundwork is like even remotely in my top 10. 
top ten. Oh, yeah, same for me. These are Frogger. Frogger did not deserve to be in the one hundred. I'm mad about that too. <laughs> so you know, we'll uh, we'll be getting to that episode as time goes on, but we're trying to give ourselves some a little bit of time to put some real deep thought into it. I mean, honestly, we should have had this list established way long ago. But you, you know, can never have enough games. It, is you what can I'm never saying. Have. And it's you know the thing is that we'll probably finish this list, solidify it. And then we're going to play a new game that we're like, oh my yeah, god, where Her- does it fit? Horizon 2 is going to come out and you're going to be like, man, or The Last of Us 2, or oh. Red Dead 2. Oh my god. See, They're all yeah. going to, yeah, you're in trouble, I'm buddy. I'm in trouble. Because those are three I'm games that I care 0% about. And Which those are God all of War games is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. So I'm very curious. Well, know. finish it quick so that you can add it I to your I don't want to finish it quick. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't, you don't get me, You just don't even god. know. You just don't even know me. All right, anyways, rounding us out here at the end of the episode, we've got a soundtrack spotlight. So from a more recent game that I've played, this is from Rhyme. The track is Song of the Sea. It is the ending credits song. So I only vaguely remember the song itself because of how hard I was crying at Mm -hmm. the time. So Song of the Sea, composed by David Garcia Diaz from Rhyme. Nice, nice. I was wondering how... Because I, I believe you said, if I remember correctly from your review of Rhyme, that the soundtrack wasn't – it was fairly minimal. It was fairly minimal. But the ending theme was kind of the culmination of everything, the soundtrack. Right. Like it's kind of bass tune, you know? Yeah. Uh, so this is really kind of just the culmination of everything the soundtrack was working towards. And it is pretty emotional once you have all of the pieces put together. Oh, so, sure. I'm sure. Song of the Sea. Song of Rhyme. the Sea. Don't forget – we want to hear your thoughts on some of these games that we talked about today. So let us know what your thoughts on Game Informer's list of 100 to 50 are of the games that we talked about. I'm, I'm sure you can probably find this list online somewhere if you can't track down the physical copy of the magazine. But we look forward to doing part two of this episode and nailing down our top 10 favorite games of all time. But that is going to be for a while. But for now, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined. Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Viento a viento va durmiendo el sol Un guiño de luz